And now, here's Matt Mosley. Well, it is Matt Mosley, and um, so pleased to be uh, to be joined right now by J.J. Joe. And uh, J.J., some interesting uh, news. Great to have you, by the way. And first of all, I was uh, monitoring your activities there in Provo. <laughs> And uh, what a uh, what a gorgeous setting that is, and I don't believe you had ever uh, played or or uh, called a game in Provo. That would have been back in uh, Cody Carlson's day. What was your uh, What did you make of the the whole scene, the atmosphere, the build up to the game? Were you treated well? It seemed like they were giving out free ice cream. I mean, I've never seen a fan base <laughs> bend over backwards to, to be that kind. What did you think of the whole atmosphere? Hey, it, it was a, hey, thanks for having me on, Moe. It was great. Yeah. I mean, they were nice. It's hard, it's hard to not like them because, you know, uh, they were very nice people. I mean, everybody said, hey, it's great to have you. Thanks and all that. And you're thinking, like, you want to get upset with them because you want to beat them. But they were very nice. And I wasn't in the section they got the ice cream. They didn't. They didn't pass that out at the press box. So I kind of got left out. Well, I hate to hear that, but uh, something tells me <laughs> that you and John found something. John will occasionally <laughs> go hunting for some chocolate chip cookies. If he finds, if he finds out there's some chocolate chip cookies or some form of cookie around, John will seek that out. Did you notice if he was able to find any dessert either before the game or at halftime? Hey, he didn't have to because I found them. For the game, they had the chocolate chip cookies out. And that's a special that that's important, right? To claim the territory early. <laughs> I was I was advocating for introducing them to the Dr. Pepper float. Um at uh and, and then people started getting on me. They said Mormons don't do caffeine. And then all the Mormons started weighing in, saying, Whoa, wait, a sec- wait a second, we do plenty of caffeine. <laughs> so hey, apparently. I, I, know, I know I saw a Starbucks while I was there. I know I did. Okay. I am 100% positive I saw a Starbucks in Provo. Man, I bet you could have, <laughs> you would have enjoyed playing in a place. Now, the high altitude, you got to get used to and all of that. But I, you can kind of understand why Bill McCartney was going great guns back in the late 80s, early 90s, mid-90s, that and he was recruiting Houston like crazy, and probably Dallas, yeah. too. But there's just something about, even for folks that um, aren't, once you see those mountains and that beauty, I would think that's pretty nice to recruit to. Although, sadly, uh, Colorado does not seem to be getting the players they used to. No, and I think part of that, Moses, is because they just don't get to Texas as often. So he's got to live on trying to get those California kids out there. And, shoot, I'll tell you, I think it is beautiful, but I got a feeling during the wintertime it's not that fun. I think they may have a little bit more of that white stuff that us, us Southerners, let me put it that way, like to see. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, that's, that's, I think that's a fair <laughs> point. Uh, some of the winters can get a little chilly. Uh, but right. my gosh, this time of year, it is amazing. Talking to JJ Joe on the uh, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, one of the most coveted guests out there. Boy, JJ, everybody's That's trying right. to book him, and it was <laughs> it was a stand in line moment for poor old Mosley this week. But I was glad to get you, and um, and I, I got to say, this coming off this game, 
JJ, you're probably like me. You knew why they went with Shapin and 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 because of what he could do in the passing game. And again, one rough game is not going to determine his future at all. But but how surprised were you that that environment and that defense caused that offense to function like it did? In fact, even Dave Aranda brought it up. He said, "Hey, there were shades of." last year's Oklahoma State game did that did that surprise you that that it uh, it was that difficult for them no not really um and part of it is because I noticed early of course um you know BYU was really this to me was their the game that they circled on their calendar um over all over the offseason they were told all offseason that you know you have to get more physical Baylor just physically dominated you Baylor comes into this season ranked top ten. BYU is unranked. I am I am just mystified how that team was not at least acknowledged as being a top twenty team, maybe even top fifteen before the season. But I wasn't surprised because it was a a very very um, intense environment, more so than I thought it would be. It was at night, uh, and Blake is only in his what I think what fourth fifth start. Um, and that's a big difference because one thing that Blake saw, I think, is that a team game plan specifically for him. Think about it. He really hasn't had that at that level where a team spends the offseason game planning for him because, you know, he came into Kansas State, got to the Tech game, played the Oklahoma State game, and then, of course, he didn't play the bowl game. So it's a new environment for him, and it was a new experience for him. What do you think of this young receiving core? I think everybody was a little timid in this game, as Coach Aranda said. Monterey Baldwin gets banged up. We'll see when he returns. It'll likely, hopefully, be against Iowa State. They may keep keep him out. But, you know, how Presley is someone I, I've been kind of excited about, and we've seen glimpses of him even last year. Baldwin obviously has the speed. As you start to examine this group, who do you kind of sense is going to step forward? Because at some point, I, again, you don't always have to have that number one wide receiver. Sometimes you can kind of have a committee. But it is nice when you have a leader emerge in a group like that. You you had it with Melvin Bonner and others. You saw it. You need somebody out there that can kind of assert himself. Um, who do you think – who do you kind of see that being, even though I know it's early in the season? You know, Mo, that's a great question. You know, I was actually at uh, uh, the 30th anniversary of Coach Taft's last team. I was at an event today in Waco, matter of fact, and I saw Melvin. So I told him thank you, right, for getting me into the Baylor Hall of Fame. But uh, <laughs> but really, it's, I'm not sure, Matt, because, I mean, you know, we saw Baldwin, you know, Monterey, and he went out and, like I said, not sure if he'll play this year, this week. And then Hal, I've seen glimpses of Hal, some glimpses of Armani, some glimpses, glimpses of Seth. And I just don't know. It's too early to tell who's going to figure it out. And it's hard because those guys, none of them have really played any real time. I mean, and now you're trying to ask them to be step up and be a number one or number two. So the, the the jury is out. I mean, it's like, Coach, for this team to do what they want to do, they'll need Monterey and one other one or two other guys to step up to complement, you know, that running game and Ben Sims. But I think Ben is kind of being paid too much attention to simply because we're not stretching on the outside. 
Yeah, I like that. Uh, and and Sims, I did love that play, the the play design on the touchdown to Sims, where it kind of looked yeah. like some play action um, going left, almost kind of looked like, okay, what are they going to do, pitch it out to them, got everybody leaning that direction, and then came back to Ben Sims. You know, as a quarterback, you never really want to throw back across the field. In that case, it, he was throwing to a very open tight end, so it was kind of okay to throw back across his body just a little bit. Did you like that play design? And and I because I, 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 you're right, they're going to have to do some interesting things when teams pay that much attention to Sims. And one of those things can be to utilize some of the other tight ends. Dabney is a guy I really like uh, a lot, like and him. and uh, and he's got great size. I mean. Can you imagine, J.J., if back then y'all had a thrown to the tight end this much? I, I, I could have seen you. I could have added maybe eight more career touchdowns to your tally. Hey, I probably got six or seven more yards, right, to get me over that six number. I stopped just, Matt, five yards short of that 6,000 number. That was just – when I looked at that, I was like, oh. just change the play in that last game and figure that one out. But, no, I, you know, it was a great design because really – that was almost the only way they could really get him free because what he did, they had a bunch of run action off that. They motioned him one way from left to right. They ran with, which was like some play action pass, like, like they were going to give it to a running back. Ben came back right to left like he was actually going to block because he's done that quite a bit. And he just looked at the defensive end, and then he just turned around, Matt, and stayed at the line of scrimmage. He actually was a yard behind the line of scrimmage. And then he was he was wide open. Blake did a great job with that short stop sidearm you know, throw. Yeah. And he caught it right, like right at the line of scrimmage. Then he had some blockers in front of him. So it was great design by Coach Grimes. Did you have, did you have a little sidearm to you when you needed? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking right now about your motion. I can kind of have it in my mind, but you, you had more of an overhand, you know, a, uh, uh, a classic type delivery, but could you drop down every once in a while and kind of the, the, the old baseball player come out of you? Well, you know, I only played baseball a couple years. You know, Blake was like the top-rated shortstop in yeah. Louisiana or something weird. So he had like sixteen. He has sixteen different more more angles than I had. So I didn't really do that much. <laughs> <laughs> you still could have gotten drafted as a baseball player. I think. Uh, I think Mickey should have had you out there. I think you really. I think you could have played some baseball, but you were very focused. I, I'm trying to think late in your career, this 92 team thing you were talking about, and I saw that was happening. And of course, now I'm very angry at Why myself for. It's very upsetting to me because I swear <laughs> I circled that. I saw Doug Furch was promoting it, and I remember thinking, and I was down there yesterday spending some time at the journalism school. J.J. hanging okay. out at, with the, the Lariat uh, and hanging out with some of those oh, folks and had a you great time. Were you? Oh, man, I was trying to. Nobody was listening. I was ready to <laughs> share some information. Nobody seemed that interested. Bruce Geetson finally came and asked me to leave. He said, mostly, we need you out of here. We're trying to teach <laughs> these kids how to do it properly. But I, right. I think uh, – Oh, today that had to be a neat thing. You I see McFarland? Did I see Bonner? Who was the fourth yep. that was on the slate? Liche, Liche Mastin. Oh my gosh! Dallas, Carter I don't know. Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I hope he told that story. He probably didn't, but I love no, that did. story. He did. <laughs> did he? I that one about when he went to Hawaii. 
Uh, they, I love his recruiting story when he when they went on a recruiting trip to Hawaii and, and he and all the players apparently everybody was gone like there were no coaches there and they just gave him a moped and he went all over the Big Island just hanging out like like throughout the weekend. <laughs> no, he didn't tell. He didn't. He stayed away from those. He, Lee Shane, Did he? You know, he's he's a, he's an officer now over there at Crowley ISD, so he, he kept it. He kept it pretty pretty G today. Yeah, I uh, what a player. And then of course the versatility then to change his position and then have an NFL career. So yeah, that's a that was a good bunch. Now what was the uh, what was the story that had the the brethren, you know, kind of uh laughing the most? Was there any was there any great story from that 92 season that uh, that came up that really got the folks going? Now you're a, you're a very good public speaker, so I bet you had some pretty good stories that you put out there. Did anything really resonate with the audience? No, I don't think there was much. I know, uh, you know, Mike Mike McFarland told the story of like he's, you know, was Coach Taft's last season. So Mike said, like, you know, we had a lot of motivational speeches, but I think that year we had eleven, actually probably twelve, David and Goliath speeches from different <laughs> angles by Coach Taft. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, we knew the David and Goliath story from David's angle, from Goliath's angle, from, from Jesse's angle, <laughs> from the uh, other angle. <laughs> so it, that was kind of funny. I got it, but he gave us plenty of David and Goliath stories during that season. Oh, that's funny because um, boy, that team. I remember that team, and then finishing out. If I remember it correctly, you beat Texas at y'all's place, and. Yeah. And Grant gets carried off the field. Do you remember who was carrying Grant off? I'm even. I, I'm sure I've seen the footage maybe in recent years. I'm trying to think who was carrying Grant off the field. Now, of course, my my University of Texas buddies feel like there was a call that went our direction on that last on that last tech. I can't remember what it was. It may have been. I think they were thinking we should have been called. For an interference, Mo, hey, perhaps. Mo, never, yeah. Never get in a conversation with those UT guys or young ladies on calls. They okay. know better than that. You know, the, you know the preponderance <laughs> of the evidence with calls with them. We don't even want to get into that, right? For every one we got, I trust me. There's two or three that you know. Hey, went went the the, the burnt orange way. Trust. Oh, me. I had Robert on recently, and I was asking him about that one at that at Cal Field. When y'all are up there, and he he totally got into the end zone. I'm trying to remember what year that would have been. Maybe '92. That might have been yeah, that '92 season. Yeah, and he and he like totally was in the end zone, like easily in the end zone. And they said he didn't get in. You remember that? They, oh my gosh, they would take yeah, the we, Aggies. We talked about that one. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that one too. And Matt, the funny thing about that year, and this is reaching back for these. Hopefully, we don't have too many young listeners. But like Robert scored. They didn't give it to him. And part of the challenge that year is like I had two, me and Chuck Pope, my center, we had two fumble center quarterback exchanges, I'm sorry, inside the five yard line that we did not recover. And they beat us, I think, what, six or seven crazy? It was weird. It was, it was a bad game. Y'all beat them at the line of scrimmage too. You're beating them up. Everybody, I mean, y'all, y'all are playing well. Uh, y'all, it, y'all did not. That's one thing you can't say about those teams. Y'all did not get rattled. You lost some games along the way, but it was rare to see those teams get rattled by any. And part of that was by that time, y'all had a lot of veterans on the team. And then, uh, and then the Sun Bowl. 
you end uh, his career, Grant's uh, career, and I was there, by the way, and I was out there celebrating at the uh, on the field, J.J., almost like I had done something uh, after that one, and with my fraternity brothers who were on your team, Kyle Friedman, John Lingefeld, and okay, uh, you would John. you would have known John those guys as scout teamers, but uh, but yeah, that was uh, those were good times. Now, do you remember that particular Arizona team that y'all are going to be playing? I think they were called something like Desert Swarm. Wasn't that considered maybe one of the best two or three defenses in the country? It was. I mean, I think they were. They may have been the top rated defense. They had Teddy Bruschi who played for the New England Patriots. I want to say I think um, I think I think don't hold me to this that uh, that Darren Woodson may have been a young guy on that team uh, if I'm not mistaken, but I may be off on that. But they had a really good defense, uh, and they we didn't get a lot of yards, but Melvin proved that day that you know, he was the best football player on the on the field, and he he actually almost single handedly won the game for us. But they were talking crap the whole week, man, and. By the time we got to game time, we were so gin that, like, you know, we made enough plays to win, but they had really perturbed us with all the Southwest Conference and Pac-12 and Baylor Who Talk. So that was that was a very very fun game. Yeah, that was co- that team was coached by Dick Tomey, as I recall, and uh, Desert Swarm, and Desert y'all Swarm, took care right. y'all took care of business. Yeah, that was a quite a nickname because, of course, De- Desert Storm. Would have literally just ended the year this the year before that, and um, that's, man, that's right, man, think about all the crazy stuff that happened right around then, uh, JJ. As you were finishing up Baylor, OJ happens in ninety three, I think. I mean, or ninety four, no, right around ninety three no, or ninety four. Mose, that actually happened the weekend of my wedding. So I had just graduated. Okay, the weekend of my wedding. It was the NBA Finals that happened that spring. It did. I had just graduated in December, so it was some weird stuff. That night, the David Koresh deal, I think, was what ninety ninety three, three or two. It was ninety three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was we, we had some weird stuff, man. <laughs> no, I'm trying. I remember it by like what apartments I was living in, and you and I feel like I was in, in, in the, over in the Darshane apartments for for uh Koresh and then OJ may have happened after that closer to like 94 95 that's interesting so you were getting you were getting uh married now did you propose like from the field or something I'm trying to remember I thought you had like a very cool proposal type deal did that man okay yeah yeah had had it set up coach really said hey only if we're winning if we're not winning you're not you're not it's not happening so it was Rice. We were playing Rice our last home game. Uh, we were playing Rice at home. And then we had to go to UT, and we didn't beat UT. But So we were winning. And then actually I had gotten taken out of the game because we were up by three or four touchdowns. And then he brought me back in, and then I proposed, put it on the, the scoreboard. Now, the funny thing is because we have those uh, – who was that most who took those pictures all the time that was so big around campus? Oh, uh, flash, flash, or picks and gifts, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So they have a picture of the scoreboard, and it wasn't as nice as the one we have now, of course. So you know, they was had those bulbs, and like it had Lakeisha Dennis, and like some of the bulbs were out. So, <laughs> so, it was just, it was just pure Baylor, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, but we have a picture. I have a ball still, man. We got all that stuff. Oh man. I tell you what, it, that was it, we used to kind of call that light bright. But you know when that thing when that went up, 
Uh, that was Jimmy Sarton and uh, and Hawkins. You know, Jim Hawkins from uh, okay. Jayhawk Corporation who gave all that money. And when that thing went up in the 80s or whatever over at Floyd Casey, that was a cool scoreboard. I remember that thing being yeah. a really state-of-the-art type deal. But, um, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to give me a picture of that. I got to see a picture of that sometime. That's funny. So that would be that would be hilarious if you actually took a knee like to end yep. the game or whatever and that kind of was your wedding proposal. And then did she say how did that happen? How did you go immediately over to her like was she up in the stands or something like right after the game or how did that whole thing work? Hey, well so you know, first of all we had to make sure cuz I think when I got taken out, they were asking me is she in the stands, you know? Yeah. And I was looking where my mom was because she was with my mother and a good buddy of mine, I think, came in um, uh, from high school. And they were their job, sole job, was to make sure she was in the stands. So she actually was at the concession of the restroom. And then my, my buddy was trying to, you know, kind of, you know, get her back to the stands and she finally got back. So then, like, when I went to kneel, I just pointed to the board on the knee, and I guess my mom, they got her attention. All the fans looked at her. So I didn't hear her say, yeah, Mose. I just heard everybody cheer. So I figured, well, that's a good sign, right? (laughs) And you better know the answer to that question before you go to ask it, right? I hear you. And and so if I'm doing my math correctly, that would be about 26. 20 are you are y'all in about oh. 28 or 29 years what are we what are we working on oh close man 30 uh that was 29 years ago it'll be 29 years ago in november the 13th so we've been married 28 years 28 okay all yep, right, yep, that's very yep. uh, yeah. I put you on the spot yep. there. You gotta, you gotta remember you these things. You gotta tell my age too, man. What's up with that? <laughs> hey, twenty. Well, we I'm just had twenty. I think I'm younger than you, most. I think I'm good. You are not. Do not try to claim that. You know, I was <laughs> freshman when you were a senior. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> you do look younger. Okay, I'll give you that. But yes, I think I actually am younger. Um. JJ, it's always fun. I mean, I think they Doug and those guys should just use this as a as a lunch with a legend. This is I I love when you come on and we get to relive all these things and and uh, and I do love that they do that over at the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Black and yeah, everybody they they do a great job over there. Doug Furch, everybody who puts that on, that's a really really neat thing and and uh, I always look forward to those. Even though you called me out for not being there, but uh, uh, <laughs> gotcha. But that's right, that's right. All right, well listen, I will see you at uh, Texas State, and we'll be out there. J.J., come hang out with us. The, our pregame show starts at 7 a.m., okay? And I hope that you'll I mean, be. You lost your mind, Mo. You <laughs> lost your mind, man. <laughs> I'm waking up at 7. That's, that's uh, early, my man. I'll let you, you hold that down for me, okay? All right. All right. We'll we'll uh, we'll get that taken care of. All right. We'll have safe travels, and look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Well, take care. You bet. There he goes.